Hello and welcome to Art Imitates Life. I'm John Reynolds and this is the podcast that looks at the relationship between our world and the creative arts. This is a very special episode today because I got the chance to speak to one of my favourite YouTube creators, Mark Walters of Walters World. For those of you that don't know, Mark Walters runs a YouTube channel called Walters World that looks at giving honest travel advice to all his followers. He's also a marketing professor at the University of Illinois. When Mark isn't teaching, he's travelling and making these videos for people. If you haven't seen them, I really recommend them. Rather than being advertisements for the place, they're telling you the great thing to see, but also the things to watch out for. So he'll give you, for example, five things that'll shock you about Portugal, or ten things to love and hate about Germany. He does videos from all over the world. They're really fun, really engaging and really educational as well. I've learned so much and he really has inspired me to travel more so I'm planning lots of trips in the future. I hope you enjoy. Don't make a hour-long lecture because the students be like I can't take this. <laughs> so so trying to do that. That's when did you first start to realize how much you enjoyed traveling? Was there a holiday when you were little and you realized that you really loved to travel or th- did that just sort of develop over time? I think well, I think, well, there, there's a couple of things like you can do like the, the psychological thing, like what was that thing in his life that made him this way? <laughs> and I, I think it comes down to like one thing was my, my grandfather, he was a, he had retired, he was a minister and he was retired. So then he was started to be like a traveling minister. So like the church needed something for six weeks or six months, he'd go there. And so he would send us postcards from all over the U.S. when I was little. And this is, you know, this is pre-internet. All I mean, I'm old, you know, it's before the internet, before all this stuff, you know, there was, you know, my parents didn't have cable. So it was like, whoa, look at these cool places. He was in Maine. He was in California, you know? And so I think that's one of those things that kind of like sparked a little interest. But I think what really kind of sent me over the edge for travel is um, I met this girl from South Africa and she was an exchange student in my high school. And she's like, if you get a chance to study abroad, you should do it. It's a really cool experience. And I'm like, I don't know. That's a long way. Ah, I don't know. I'd be away from home. She's like, oh, there's summer programs. Just go for a summer. I'm like, oh, okay. So she taught me to go into a summer program, ended up in Australia for the summer. I'm like, this is awesome. And I came back from that trip. I'm like, can I go like next month for like a year abroad, mom? My mom's like, no. <laughs> so, so I ended up graduating high school early and went my gap year. I was an exchange student in Finland. And then I was like, then it was like, over. Oh, I'm like, I got to travel as much as I can. I went to do my undergraduate. Well, I did that. I did two study abroads when I was there. Then I started dating a girl from Germany and I was visiting her and she was visiting me. And then after, after my bachelor's, I did my master's in Germany, it was always traveling. Then I, after that, ended up in Lithuania. No, yeah. Then I ended up in Lithuania teaching there and, and consulting. And then, then from there, I went to Brazil. Uh, and I was like, wait, if I really want to do this teaching thing, I got to do a PhD. So I went from Brazil to to Portugal to do my PhD there. And then the last financial crisis we had, like everything is tumbling down. And my, my boss is like, we'd love for you to stay here. But if you can get back to the U.S., go, because financial stuff, you have a better chance there. And so we've been in the U.S. now for nine years, like it's been our base. Uh, but we still travel all the time. But it's funny how it, the conversation, I can still remember the conversation in the hallway with that girl from South Africa walking from A building to B building. She's like, you should really try the study abroad thing. You probably find it really cool. And I remember at the time it was like, I'm like, nah, and then it was like that little seed they planted. And then now it's like my entire life has become this. I, I take students abroad every year and 
I'm always like, any students like, hey, could you write a recommendation for stu- study abroad? Yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd absolutely love to study abroad because I'm, yeah. I'm from Liverpool and like I went to the university in Liverpool and I kind of wish I'd gone further away now just to have like a completely new experience. So I'm definitely considering doing a PhD abroad at some point. Yeah, you get a chance. It's, it's... Could you remember when you decided to turn that, um, that passion for traveling into the YouTube channel? So, well, there's different things. The first YouTube channel I started was actually to help my students because um, I was teaching in Portugal and you, we taught in English and a lot of my students spoke English better than I did, um, but there were some that needed some help. So I'm like, you know what? I want to make sure that all my students know the really important stuff. So I started making like these little summary videos, the main topics. And it was more like, hey, I would watch these videos before the exam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to like make sure they were studying, studying, studying up. And then honestly, at the same time, I was engaged to my wife now and she was going to be moving to Portugal. So I started making videos on like learning Portuguese for her. And this is what it's going to like living in Lisbon. So she was like ready to come. And so I started making those videos and then she was visiting and I'm like, we could do some travel stuff too, like to show things. And then we started doing like seeing a town in 24 hours. But I mean, this is like early days of YouTube. So, you know, it's like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, it took me years to realize you could edit a video. <laughs> I mean, I knew you could, but I'm like, I don't have time for that. I have got work. I've got kids, you know, it's like, like if you watch any of our videos, like from like 2000, like, I don't know, like 13 and before you're like, Oh, there's a point where you get like a bigger production value. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, dude. Wow. That's something special there. Not in a good way. Um, no, but then, what really got it for me is when I was doing my PhD, I, you know, we had, you know, it's like any school, you have your semester break. And so I had my semester break and it was actually the first time I had a semester break where I didn't have like a project going through. Cause when I, you know, in the, when I did my undergrads, we always had like summer school or you, you know, you got to work in the summer and I did my master's. There was always like a project that went over to the next semester. So this is the first one I had that was like, wait, because I'd done like my proposal for my dissertation. So I was like, okay, we got the okay there. Now it's, yeah, three years till the next thing's due. And I'm like, well, dang, I got some free time. <laughs> and so, so I went to Italy and I remember I flew into Venice and I was like, I didn't have a guidebook or anything like that. I'm like, well, you know, I've been here a lot of times, but I'll get a guidebook. So I'm going to be there for about, a, you know, a few weeks. I think I stayed actually about a month. So I stayed with a friend of mine. And so I buy the like the AAA guidebook. It wasn't AAA, but like something like that. The double the Automobile Association, uh, Ven- like Veneto book. And so I'm like, oh, cool. I'll get this. I'll just go see some places while I'm here because I had the weekends free. I was taking Italian during the week. And so I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, what's the town they had first? But it wasn't like an alphabetical order. And they made this town seem so fantastic. I'm like, whoever wrote that was a fantastic writer. I'm gonna say that right <laughs> now. Like they had a gift with words. Because I, t- I had the book and I showed my boys, like, hey, I'm thinking about going here today. And they're like, that place sounds fantastic. That is only like an hour from our house, yet we've never gone. That's your first sign. If everybody <laughs> you know that lives within an hour of a place have never been there, it's probably for a reason. And so I went there, but they're like, hey, if it's cool, we'll go with this weekend as well. And so it was like a Tuesday after class. I'm like, I'm going to take off. So I go, like the Palazzo's closed. The museum had literally, I mean, it had very little there. Like the, the plaza was just a parking lot and I'm like, or the piazza was just a parking lot. I'm like, this place kind of sucks. And I really started thinking about it. I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I, I'm I doing a PhD. So I had free time. So I had, I had a few weeks of vacation, right? So it was like, not that bad for me. But then I thought about my friends because I was in my late 20s at the time. And I was thinking of my friends who 
have, you know, like two weeks of vacation. And, you know, you figure when you're late twenties, like half your vacation use a year is for going to somebody's wedding, right? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, another wedding I got to go to, there goes my vacation and all my extra money. And I was like, man, if you think about it, people go on vacation for like 10 days, right? And so if they get a guidebook that makes this place sound fantastic and it actually sucks, that's 10% of their vacation they're throwing out the window. And I'm like, that's not fair. Because I thought of my friends, like there's people that, you know, like, it's my one chance in my life to go to Europe or my one chance in my life to go to a safari in Africa. There's this whole like, it's a once in a lifetime experience. And I'm like, this isn't right. But that's not right. And then so I started really looking at some of the other blogs and guidebooks and you could kind of tell which one's like, you got something free there. Or, or, or they make it like everything is perfect. I'm like, dude, there's no perfect place. As much as I love Paris, there's issues there. As much as I love going to England, there's issues there. As much as I love the US, we've got issues. And, and so I was like, that's not right. And so I was like, there needs to be more honesty in travel advice. And so we actually started making, my wife and I, we started making these videos, five things you love and hate about traveling. And it was, you know, and, and hate's a really strong word, but you know, the internet, it doesn't have some hyperbole crazy word. People are like, oh, five things you'll love and five things that'll mildly annoy you. Eh, <laughs> no one's going to watch that. So the five love and hate said, but it was always a positive spin because we always want to look, I want to be positive and keep people going. So it's kind of like, let me tell you about the things you're not going to like. So when you're there, it doesn't ruin your vacation. And so we started doing that. And that, that's what really like kicked off the whole, like, we're not just going to do, you know, top 10 sites to see. Let's talk about the culture. Let's talk about the little things that's going to be like, ah, that's how I know it was in Portugal. That's how I know it was here. And so we really started doing that. And that was like the start because it went from the five love and hates we had, which was more, you know, like nuts and bolts ish kind of stuff. And then we started doing like 10 culture shocks people have. And then, and then as I started traveling more, I like, I always like to do a lot of research on culture and people and safety. And then we started doing the don'ts of travel. And a lot of people will get on and they'll be like, don't you can tell what not to do in my hometown or my city. And then they get on there and what they don't realize, like go in there expecting all this negativity. And we're like, no, it's positive. We'll, we'll tell you, Hey, don't, don't do this because the safety stuff will say, don't forget to do this. You know, like don't think Liverpool is just the Beatles. There is so much more to see there. Right. You know? And so we'll talk about that. And so the best compliment we get was, you know, I came here to be mad at you and I watched it and you were right on from my hometown. You were right on from my country. I'm like, awesome. Like that's the best compliment you can get. But it really started with just getting really frustrated with the blogs and the guidebooks and stuff like that, where when there was some, you'd say, oh, it's an easy 30 minute train ride. I'm like, I've been on that train from Oro Preto de Mariana in Brazil and it's never been 30 <laughs> minutes. It's like an hour or something to get there. And when, and, and this is a Brazil, I think, Lonely Planet book I had. And and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Like, Lonely Planet's usually on the up and up. But maybe, so maybe it wasn't Lonely Planet, but it was one of these guidebooks. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. And you get on the train, you're like, welcome to the hour and 25-minute train ride. I'm like, they even say <laughs> on the thing. I'm like, all right, you obviously weren't paying attention. Or your notes were, oh, they say it's an hour and 25 minutes, and you fought, like erased the hour part by accident. So You can kind of like you can twist anything to sell it and then make it sound good. What I love about your videos is they just seem also genuine. How much research do you actually put into the the videos and how much of it is just like observations of like the time that you've spent there? So what I'll do, let, let's say, uh, for example, I'm going to go on a trip here soon and we're going to be traveling around the U S doing road trips and staycation stuff and, and that. So I will probably watch, I don't know, 20 to 30 other YouTubers and see what they do. But also I will read through probably 60 blogs. I have pretty much any guidebook you ever wanted. I have that. 
we'll go to our local Barnes and Noble, which is like uh, Foley's or whatever, like the local bookstore. And so I'll, yeah, and they have a cafe there. So I'll grab the book on Israel and I'll start reading through that as well. And get the DK book and the Lonely Planet book and the Farmer's book. And so I'll get all these things to have like a rough idea of what other people are saying to get, have an idea. But I don't write my script yet. Like, like look, that's people's experience. I don't have my experience because you can read the Lonely Planet book and the Frommer's book and watch someone else's video. You want my perspective on it because I've traveled all over the place and I want to give up realistic expectations for people to go. And then we'll go and then we'll have our, you know, we'll be there for a few days or a week or something like that. Then I'll make my videos like, this is what my experiences are. Yeah, other people talk about this, but this is what I've had. So I have kind of like a nice background. So I'm kind of prepared. It's like, oh, I know that, hey, if we're going to go here, you're going to pay for the food on the table in Portugal. And I know, you know, I travel in the U.S., those chips and salsa are always free, so don't worry about it. Like little things like that I'll be ready for, but then it's like an observation kind of stuff. Like one of the favorite things I do is the kids will go to a park, let the kids play soccer, and then they, it's great. They'll make kids all the time. And I'll just sit back with my wife, and we just observe people. And you really like just the observation kind of stuff. Like, oh, okay. And then I'll take that together and then I'll make my videos. So I, cause I don't like, I don't like like just showing up for like a day and make a video cause it's, you don't get a feel for it. Like you can get a rough feel for it, but if you want to give people more information, you got to do a lot more. And so we'll do, we'll do quite a bit. Like I will have, uh, let's see, 75 pages of note, like notes and stuff that I'll have that I'll condense down into like, okay, here's, here's the main things I want. Like I'll have the notes before I go. And then I go, I'll write more notes. And then I'll highlight the stuff I like, and then I'll have like, I don't, I don't have one of my books, <laughs> but I'll write down like, here's some stuff I have. And then I'm like, okay, let's refine it down. Okay, here's some stuff. Cause you, you can't just say this happens. Like here's my experience of it happening to kind of to get it out there. So, so that's kind of how our process is. You talked a lot about the people and like just observing the people and like making friends with them. What do you think is the best way to make friends with, with people abroad? So one, if you're at the bar, just say hi. Because if you're sitting at the bar by yourself and someone else is there at the bar by themselves, they also have no friends. So <laughs> hey, you can say hi that way. Um, one, of the, one of the ways I've actually met a lot of people, I mean, is, is well, with our kid, with kids, it was like, they, we always have to take, they always take a soccer ball or a football and they'll take Uno cards, you know, like the, I don't oh, know, yeah. the, the card the ones. The numbers and stuff. Yeah, like, and everybody knows how to play because you don't have to speak a language to, to play soccer to football together. And you don't need to know a language to play Uno because it's just numbers and colors. And so you can make friends that way. And then over time you start to chat a bit. And, um, and so like a lot of times we'll like meet with people at restaurants, just like chat. And, and since we usually stay about a week in a destination, we'll go around. So you see kind of the same people again and again. So we'll go to a, a restaurant that's near a hotel and like, yeah, like we'll go there a couple of times. Like if you're in a tourist destination, you go back to the same place twice. They're like, Hey, I recognize you and you're like, Hey, how you been? And just have a smile and a friendly face and try to talk. And it goes a long way. What do you think is a deal breaker for you for, um, when you decide on whether to come back to a place for a second time? Huh? The people is the biggest one. Cause the people are jerks. I don't want to go back. Like that's one of the things you're just like, man, they suck. Like they're just not nice people. I mean, I, there's some places I've gone, like uh, I, I take students abroad and I, I mean, I have African-American students and I have Asian-American students. And, and if, if we go anywhere and they're getting harassed, I'm like, we're done. I'm not going back. You know, like that's not cool. Um, and then, but so there's the people side of it, but if it's, I, it's kind of like one of these ones, like I never say I'll never go, like those places I don't go back to, but like in, in terms of general stuff, I usually don't say I'll never go back someplace. It's more like, you know, there's a couple other, there's a couple thousand other places I'd like to go first 
before I go there a second time. Um, but yeah, it usually comes down to if there's bad experience with the people. Um, but also there's some places just, there's no reason, like there's no museums, there's not much to do. Cause I'll go to, or, or we have no friends there. Cause I'll go to places that, that we don't, will go places that maybe I not don't have, don't have a lot of stuff to do, but friends of ours are there. We go for the people like now, cause when I was younger, I was like, let's go see a lot of new places. And now it's like, no, I want to go see my buddy Nando. I want to go see my buddy John in Liverpool. I want to go see, you, uh. know, <laughs> you know, Magnus in Barcelona. Like you, these kind of things mean more to you. And so it kind of changes because like, oh, adventure travel is cool. But now I'm like, adventure travel is cool. But you know, I haven't seen Albi in Lithuania since 2017, man. He's got a kid now and he's my buddy and I miss him. So let's figure out a way to get there. And so that, that it's funny how like the, the destination picking changes a little bit over time. Do you think that way has helped, that way of like connecting with people has helped you um, understand the world better? I, I think so. Because it's really helped me to make sure, make myself, I really, my, my best friends in the world, one's from Lithuania, one's from, well, one's from Lithuania and lives in Lithuania. One's a German who lives in Spain. I've got a buddy from Italy who's lived everywhere in the world. He's back in Italy now. Uh, I, got, I, I have another you know, best friend here in the U.S. who's actually in the U.S. But like, it's like friends from all over. Uh, my buddy's in South America too. I got a buddy in Sao Paulo. And so you're like, oh, it, it really gives you that whole different perspective because you know, when you grow up in one place, that's your background. But when you, and I've lived in a lot of countries over the years. So it's like, it gives you another new background. It's so like, oh, I start to understand more. Like, oh, now I understand this kind of humor and that kind of humor. You know, it's like, yeah, if I sit there and watch, you know, 10 hours of the great British baking show and, <laughs> and, and Father Brown mysteries and all that kind of stuff. You're like, ah, Doctor Who for a few months. Like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. You know, it, it's funny because if there's shows like that, like that's why when I traveled to the UK, you know, I, I watched Doctor Who when I was a kid and I was so happy when it came back in 2005, watched all the new episodes. I'm like, yes, you know? And so it gives you something to talk about, like just that little like connection that's not just, oh, football. Or, you know, it's like, oh, I can talk about something from your culture in the past that was meant something to me. You find these kind of common connections. And so that really can bring you together no matter where you're from. So that's one thing I really kind of learned. I think film's really good for that as well. Like I watch a lot of foreign films and I don't know, just I pick up little things about the culture that I didn't recognize. I know in, um, yeah. in India, because they love their Bollywoods there. They just love, I've not yeah. been myself, but apparently they just like reference the films all the time. And I find that really cool. Is there anywhere you haven't yeah. been yet that you'd really love to go? There's a few places because now I really try to go everywhere with our kids. Um, this year was supposed to be 20 country, 20 new countries to kids in, in 2020. That obviously is not happening now. <laughs> we got to two and then COVID hit. <laughs> but I would say like the, the place I really want to go the most. We, so we were supposed to go to Israel last November and that had to get canceled. So we switched to this June, which that whole pandemic thing, man, so that didn't happen either. So we got to figure out that one. Uh, Egypt's another place that I've wanted to go to forever. Um, my wife, like my wife for her is Ethiopia. I want to get there too, but like hers is Ethiopia. And then Bhutan is probably her number one place. But Bhutan with like, it's like 200, 250 bucks a day visa to go. And that's four of us. I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. We'll wait till the kids are out of school. So we have to pay for two of us, you know? Um, so th those are probably, I think for, for us, it would be, yeah, Egypt, Ethiopia, Bhutan and Israel are probably the top four that we haven't been to yet that we want to go to. Um, some other places we want to go to, like a lot, a lot of people go to Southeast Asia. That was another one. It's funny, like we had a trip to Southeast Asia already ready to go. Like I was buying the ticket on Monday and my buddy from Brazil, the one I was talking about, wrote me on Sunday night. And he's like, hey, I'm getting married in Aww. July. And I'm like, 
oh cool <laughs> i guess we're not going to southeast asia we're going to brazil so i mean it's a good good reason to go but it's yeah there, there are those things like that and, and with, it's tough because with our kids you know it's when they can get out of school for a long period of time we're going to go do a big trip like you know southeast asia for three months but the problem is is then it's rainy season during summer holidays so you're like okay can't do that so so it can be uh scheduling is always an interesting thing talking about scheduling do you think do you know much about how uh, COVID is going to affect the traveling for the next few months and then for the rest of the year? You know, yeah, I think, I think you're going to keep having the restrictions on who can come in. Like I, I, I totally see like Europe opening up to all Europeans by the end of the summer. Right now, like Germany announced that they're going to open up to non-European Union like in September. I wouldn't be surprised they got pushed back more since you're going to have another surge of cases now in the U.S. and other places. So I could see that pushing back. Like when this first started, I was not worried about my trip in the fall to Ireland and the UK. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like now I'm like, maybe, I mean, you, you're, if you look on YouTube, you'll see every, you, every US YouTuber is now doing van life or RV travel because that's all they can do. We can just travel around the US. I mean, we're, we're going on a road trip here and I'll do the, the don'ts of road trip, make staycation stuff, things like that, because that's what we can see. Um, that's what you can do right now and and i think it's gonna it's gonna close for a while and i think what's gonna be tough is since the second wave is gonna it's kind of like a lot of the travel industry got knocked down and now they're trying to get back up and then the second wave comes and it's boom knock them down again so even more places are going to go under um and i i mean travel will come back because people inherently we are explorers like we go from continent to continent we go to the stars you know and i it, it will come back but i think the financial side of it it's not, I think people will get over being scared of the virus and stuff like that. But I think it's the financial stuff. Like so many people have lost their jobs in the US. I mean, it's like 25% unemployment. I mean, and then if there's all that unemployment and then you're worried you're not gonna have a job, are you gonna spend money on that trip to England or that trip to South Africa or something like that? Because man, if I lose my job, that's, you know, that, that pays my family's bills for a few months. And so I think until people feel confident that the economy's back and they can save, keep their job, that's when you start seeing the ramp up of it. You know, even if they came out with a, a cure, you know, a vaccine and a cure tomorrow, it's going to take time to, to rebuild the travel industry. So, I was planning on going around Europe this summer, but I think I'd be very happy with camping at this rate. Like, I just want to go somewhere, yeah. somewhere different, see somewhere else. Oh yeah, we had so we had our thing planned out because we're in Illinois, which is in the center of the U.S. We were going out to Yosemite National Park on the West Coast, like not the West Coast, but like towards the West. And so like, yeah, and we're like, national park, national park, national park, national park, camp, camp, camp. We're like, get the RV and do that. And how are the RVs are rented out? So you're like, dang it. <laughs> so my it's wife's like, we can still find one. We could buy one. I'm like, we could, <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll fit in front of my house. <laughs> I just imagine, cause like, it's, it seems like you go to all these really lovely places. I can't really imagine you doing one of these like these RV videos with like camping and stuff. Yeah. But. Well, and that, that's another thing is my wife, when she was a kid, that was her, like my summer vacations when I was a kid, we never went, we, we went, we went across the border to Canada with my grandpa once, like for like lunch, never, and nothing else, nothing ever else was abroad. And then like my, my wife, like her whole childhood was RV travel all over the West of the U S. So she's been, all over the U.S. in an RV, and she was like, "You know, we can do RV travel. We can do RVs. Let's do an RV. We can get a, like I'm like, <laughs> you know, 
Um, so like for me, I, yeah, we, I, I, we've done the road trips. We've done 6,000 mile road trips before, like going around the US and Canada. I don't have a problem with that, but I, I'm, because I, I just don't, I'm not a big fan of driving in general. I'm like, I'm a great navigator. My wife does all the driving and I do all the navigating. <laughs> and it works that way. Cause if we don't, we'd probably get divorced. <laughs> so, so, uh, so we're doing that, but, um, yeah, I mean, and that's also another thing when you think about with YouTubers, like what, what, with what you do, what fits. And I mean, yeah, we could do RV stuff, but I mean, it would be Jocelyn, my wife would definitely be the forefront of that one because she's so passionate about RV. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can give you the, here's tips for if you're not an RV fan, how to enjoy your RV trip. Like that would work with me, but on her channel, she could talk about, Hey, here's RV stuff. Cause she's done it. So, and that, and that fits. Cause you know, I can't tell people, Oh, you should definitely RV if it's not, but it's not for me. I'm like, look, there's, there are good things. I can point out the good things for it. I mean, you have, you, you, don't, you unpack once, you can control the cleanliness, you, you, everything's on wheels, so you can, you can be there. But I can also be honest, the, the things you don't want is like, do I want to have to get rid of the bad water, you know, poopy water? <laughs> do I want to do that? And do I want to like have to find a campground and realize, look, it's not cheaper doing an RV than it is to go stay at hotels, you know? And so, you know, you can be, and that, that's what I'm not like about. Is that we can be honest because I feel, I feel bad for some YouTubers that really feel like they have to be, I mean, it's, I always want to be positive. I want to be positive and realistic. And they feel sometimes I have to be super positive about everything, even though maybe it's not a positive topic. I'm like, look, it's okay. Like, you know, we did this. It, it, it wasn't for us. It could be good for some other people. This is what we liked and we didn't like. And there you go. But they're like, hey, we were sponsored by RVs are us. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you have, you know, you, you feel like they have to, you know, overdo it. So, and I understand why they do it. I mean, you got to get sponsorships. They got to pay the bills. So. I was wondering if you had any, uh, tips for creatives or youtubers about making this brand because you're a marketing professor so i think you're the yeah. expert of it like Walter's world has such like a distinct brand like it's very inclusive and family friendly and you go all over the world it's very it just feels very warm do you have any um tips because me and my brother and our friend we run like a film an amateur film group and we'd like we're trying to like experiment with ways of how you can make that like distinct this distinct like uh brand on, on a side note if you go to my professor walters channel we actually have a whole playlist on developing your personal brand that will help you out a lot to like give you so some much. actual things you can do but in, in short kind of things in case you don't watch the videos um when you're looking at your personal brand your your professional brand you got to realize it's not going to happen overnight so think longer term what do you want to be known for in five years or ten years down the road what do you want your production house to be known for? Is it the art? Is it is it more the arts and entertainment stuff, or is it more like, uh, you know, reality or or whatever? You you kind of have that. Okay, this is the goal I want to get to. What are the steps it's going to take for us to get there? And that's why I always tell people, look, if you want to start a YouTube channel, you want to start anything, go look at the twenty biggest channels in that genre, okay, and see what they do well, but also see what they do poorly. Write this stuff down so you have an idea of what they're doing, but also what's their shtick, what's their kind of like brand working because i always tell me it's like look you can't be mcdonald's too you can i mean let's say mcdonald's and burger king they both sell burgers but they're a very different brand you know a five guys burger and some fries is very different than mcdonald's you know it's like wait you get a bucket full of fries when you go to, to five guys you know and so you have this very different vibe but once you start to realize where people kind of fit it's like okay that's where they are but where do you feel best because like for me i love i mean i love teaching people i love honesty i love travel i hate people lying and so that works with me. Like, look, this is something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about traveling, passionate about helping people and honesty. So it kind of goes into our, to our stuff. And in yours, like you're passionate about art and, and making good films. Like let's, let's make sure you're not making bad films. You're not like, 
let's put that in there. You don't have to have the top high quality gear and everything to make a good film. So let's make sure that that kernel of what's important to you that's really throughout your brand, what is that that goes through everything? It's kind of why, I mean, if I tell you there's a new Pixar movie coming out next month, you already, you already know you're going to cry. Like it doesn't matter what it does. You know Pixar's going to make you laugh and then they're going to take your heart, rip it out of your body, stamp on it, and then put it back in your eye and give you a kiss on the cheek. You're like, damn you, Pixar. <laughs> you know, like there's certain things you see. And, but the thing is, with your brand, like in Night Shyamalan, he always had to have, his brand became, he had to have the twist ending, which made it tough because then you can only, like if you're looking for a twist ending, it's not a twist ending, you know? So you really got, kind of want to think, what are the overall things? Like if you look at Doctor Who, the overall Doctor Who brand, it doesn't matter if it's a male or female, young, old, whatever, what does Doctor Who stand for? He or she stands for truth, fighting for what's right, fighting for those that can't, you know, fight for themselves, stopping evil. Like it doesn't matter who it is. You're like, that's the doctor. Like it doesn't matter who the doctor is, you know? And so you have that. So think about what it is you want to be known for. And then what are the things you need to do to get there? Because you can say, oh, we want to be known as a high class, high end art house theater thing. Well, if you're going to do that, what are things you're going to do to get there? Like, because it's, it's a process. And that's why a lot of people like to read like um, management books from like people that did really well in business. So they can learn like, what did they learn? How do they do that? Ah, do I need to do things like that? So that's why, you know, in film school, you watch all these old movies like, hey, why, how do they do that? How did the explanation, you know, you don't like, if you have to have the voiceover, that means you're not, you, don't, you shouldn't have to have a voiceover. You should have a picture showing the, the angst in their heart. And you could see that in the right kind of angle going through versus Mark was extremely anguished. No, no, no. You want to show that in the picture and you do those things. And that, that kind of helps out. So. Absolutely. Like I remember, I think the first video I watched of yours, I think it was 2016, just after the, the Nice attack. And we were going to Nice airport that summer. And I don't know, I just, I just got from your channel, like the honesty and the kind of like reassurance, the fact that like yeah. everything, everything is not perfect, but like still go, still don't stop this from yeah. making you travel. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's bad, I mean, it was horrible that with attacks in Nice. I mean, we actually had a five love and hates in Nice video that I filmed right where that happened. I've never put it out because I'm like out of respect of like, you know, I don't think I should put that out. And, you know, and you're you just, I mean, it's, you just, ugh. But, you, but also, you'll be like, look, I mean, bad stuff happens everywhere. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the scary part of the world these days is like bad stuff happens everywhere. So you can't hide in your house forever. Go and explore the world so you can see that, you know what? There's great people all over the world. That's why I get so upset with people when they're like, I hate these people. I'm like, how can you hate people you don't know? Like, go and meet the people. Go out and explore. Like, I mean, I remember when I, cause when I grew up, I grew up in the cold during the Cold War. And we had an exchange student that came to our school. And he was from the Soviet Union. And people were like, oh, I hate him because he's a Soviet. He's a I'm like, who cares? He's a good dude. Alex is a good dude, man. Like, you can meet great people anywhere in the world. I think that's one of the great things about travel. You start to travel and you meet people like, dang, they, that was really cool. And then, you're, then it's like, wait, if, that, if I was expecting this and he was cool and she was cool, how many more cool people are out in the world that I don't realize? And so that opens up your mind. So you're not just like, it takes your blinders off. You know, and, and it, sometimes it puts you in uncomfortable spaces, but it helps you grow. And, and that's one thing I really love about travel is you get to see those things. Thanks a lot. I just got one last question before we go. Um, you've said in the past that you're working on a book with Jocelyn. Can you tell us anything about that? Is that like a travel book or a collection of stories or? So, yeah. So we, so the, the joke with Joss and I, when she's like, oh, we should do this. I'm like, we write the book first. She's like, oh. <laughs> so 
there's been a few there's been a few variations of the books we've, we've kind of started um some it's been like do we talk about the travel stories we have or is it a like not a guidebook but like a step-by-step -step guide how to travel family travel but that's kind of gone on the back burner because now my wife has started her own channel um which is the same with the same vibe of walter's world in terms of it's honest advice for real people and so she has it's called simply jocelyn and so she does she, i mean she's doing food uh she does you know making drinks but it's like you don't have to be a bartender to make these fancy drinks here's how you can simply make it you know and so she's going through that and so it's kind of like we're creating this new channel for it. it's only been out for about a month now and and it's fun because that's that's the new kind of passion thing we're doing now it's like hey this is actually kind of fun let's do that so that's become the new like we push the book back because now we're developing her channel so she can have her her voice going out that way because she has her voice on Walter's world. But you know, people will comment like, where's the fat guy? Like I was the fat guy. Like her videos will get like this is one thing. Females on YouTube deserve so much respect because they get so much more bullshit. Sorry, they get so many bad comments and so much more like hate and just trolls than men do. It's unbelievable. And that, you know, she's she's like, look, I'm gonna go out there and make these videos to help people. And and so it's like her stuff is more it's it's going to be more in, in the vein of her stuff like we're both honest we're both that but hey she has her own thing we were we were doing a live feed on her channel last week and they're like oh it's like walter's world after dark you know it's like <laughs> it was still family friendly but it's a little more i mean she filmed i think 40 drink videos like to make you know to put out over the next few months you know it's like yeah like I, i'll talk about beer and i'll talk about whiskey but like this like here's how you make it it's just a little different and so and that's her brand and, and that's her thing. So that's where we've gone there. But I think eventually the, where the book will be, will be more focused on, because the most questions we get, and I think the, where we've helped a lot of people out is one is just the, the basics of travel. Because some people are just like, it's such a big step. Like just like they think travel abroad, too expensive. I'm staying nearby. I'm like, well, actually, if you get a ticket, like I can get tickets to like Ireland or the UK in October, I mean, not in a non-pandemic year for like 450 bucks. That's cheaper than for me to fly to New York. You know, I'm like, so you, once you get there and staying in Ireland or the UK, not in London, but like, like yeah. if I went to Liverpool, I mean, it's cheaper. It's probably cheaper. It's, it is cheaper for me to stay in Liverpool than it is for me to rent a hotel here where I live, you know, like, oh. And then getting that across, we're like, look, you can get a nice, you can get a, a nice acceptable hotel you know, for, you know, 70 quid, you know, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, for like a hundred bucks for my, the U S listeners, you know, and whereas here you're just standard, like two beds, hotel room is like 150 bucks plus tax every night. You're like, wait, so I can get twice as many hotel rooms, days, nights and hotels. I can't hear them. like, yeah. And you get tons of culture as well when you go. And then you get like real fish and chips that are like awesome. And so it's just like, that's one of my fun things is like, let's help people realize it is a possibility. And the other book thing is the the traveling with families with kids. Cause I mean, I, I go to things and people are like, Oh, we're having kids. Might as well burn my passport. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it's the, now I hate traveling without my kids. Cause I want to show them the world and people are like, Oh, but the, they won't remember. I'm like, it's not about them. It's about you going with them. And you have that memory of, Oh, remember when Liam, that's my youngest, he learned how to walk the Tuileries Gardens in Paris. That's awesome, you know? And we got videos of him doing that. And like, I mean, of course he doesn't remember, but you know what? I remember. My you wife remember remembers that. My older son, he remembers that too. So it's like, if we can help people feel more comfortable traveling, and it's not just traveling abroad. 
some people are scared to like leave their town you know like well, we got are we gonna go drive to grandma's it's like a six hour drive i don't know if we should do that i'm like dude you can do it Here, here's the way so i think those are gonna be proud the two the first two books when we get to there thanks very much for talking to me yeah, thanks for having me on it was really nice of you so i hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as i did it was an absolute pleasure to talk to mark he's a really friendly guy he's very funny and he cares a lot about his fans and helping people out you can check out Mark's channel at Walter's World by typing that into YouTube, and that's Walter's with a O instead of an A. I'll put all of the links in the description, don't worry. That's all we've got time for today. I hope to see you again very soon, but until then, bye bye for now.